You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard. The subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Club, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch a Movie With Us series. Head on over to oneofus.net and don't forget your towel. coming out of this movie than I had been in a long time because I kind of feel not only did I get to see another Guardians of the Galaxy film, I kind of saw another fifth element at the same time. A bit. A bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it was funny, I kept, because when I started realizing watching this, like, wow, this has as much in common with that as it does, with the just absurdity extension of the universe, how bizarre it is, bit, as it yeah. does with the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I actually looked over to check on Martin. I was like, I wonder if he's hating this or liking it. He famously did not like the fifth element. Well, you know, wow. I, I think any movie wow. that, that that starts off with, with, with uh, uh, playing Mr. Blue Eyes during the credits... Can't, can't have lost uh, him it, completely. It, it, yeah, you've got you and Martin firmly in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin's like for me. They they had me trying too hard. They they had me at the strains of Brandy, which is one of my favorite cheesiest songs of all time. And uh, for that matter, Martin was singing along beside me. You know, I mean, like there's a like the first movie. There's a lot of classic songs that they throw back in here. Some which are only classic to old people like us. Yeah, (laughs) but there were even a few in here. I I mean, come on, man. Fleetwood Mac's the chain. I mean, come on. The moment when they like they pull out the Fleetwood Mac and one of like the the big scenes towards the end. I'm just like. I never thought this would be a movie song you'd use in a movie for like, uh oh, it shits off the chain yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if you think Fleetwood Mac is lightweight, uh, uh, go talk to any guitar player about Lindsey Buckingham, and you'll find out how wrong you are. We're not having that kind of podcast, <laughs> but we are having the kind of podcast where we talk about this return of all these characters: Chris Pratt returning as Peter Quill slash Star Lord. Nobody calls him that. Come on, uh, Zoe Saldana <laughs> as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax. Man, they sure gave Drax a lot more to do in this they movie really too, did. which yeah. I was glad. Well, I think you know they 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 didn't really realize how well his shtick was going to go. Oh, over. Yeah. and so they they're making up for that. Uh, Vin Diesel returning through a obviously some sort of voice uh, <laughs> vocoder as the voice yeah, of the baby. Group. Yeah, George yeah. Clooney was in South Park. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper. Hey, he did get to say "I am Groot" a lot of different ways That's this time. He did. Yeah, uh, he really showed his range. Bradley yeah. Cooper returning as. Uh, uh, Rocket raccoon. Rocket raccoon, thank you, yeah, can't speak. Not uh, raccoon! And now, like, a much bigger part this time around, get Michael Rooker returning as Yondo, as not only is he just on screen a lot more, but they really expand his story, yeah, his relationship with, yeah. with uh, Peter Quill, what cool. happened in the past. He's really the only, like, original Guardians of the Galaxy that made it to the movies. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, the, from the original yeah, team. From the original, yeah. like, 70s team. Right. Who have largely forgotten about, although this movie will remind you of Yes, <laughs> there's, there's some Easter eggs in there for you. Um, Karen Gillan, actually, the big surprise. I'm like, oh, why right. would she come back? But she did. And the main reason is, if you remember, like, uh, she plays Nebula, who's one of the, like, the secondary villain in the last film. And she is Gamera's sister, or adopted sister, a daughter of Thanos. 
and she hates her because of shit that went down. Anyway, point being, this movie's ultimate, you know, theme is about healing rifts in family yes. and figuring out who your real family is. It's about dysfunction. And plus people going like, well, it's Karen Gill and she's kind of a big star. Maybe we could get her to sure. be more of a regular Guardians of the Galaxy type. Yeah. And, and sure, why not? Although without hey, the red know, hair, it's distracting. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of an, an assemblage of, of kooks well, it's, from, uh, from across the galaxy. Why yeah. not her? And it's bringing Misfits, a lot of new characters yeah. to uh, the team-up or just the, the, the mythos now as well. Like, Pom, oh boy, Kimarantif <laughs> as Mantis, uh, who's like an empath. She's like Troy from Star Trek Next Generation, except yeah, she better. She really looking. is, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I, I was waiting for Bo. I was, I was going. <laughs> it's not they. They put like, her in shitty back. suits, and they gave they gave her a really bad hairstyle. You fuck off. And then, <laughs> uh, of course, the big cameo, not cameo, the big new person in this lineup is Kurt Russell. Everyone's yay, yes, and yes, CG yes. youngified Kurt Russell. That uh, freaks as out. I love that. Huh? Yeah, that, yeah, I was like people laughing at that when I yeah, saw that. Yeah, the de aging effect it freaks me out. It was weird because <laughs> you think with as much as we've seen young Kurt Russell on film, they could have done it more than like looking like he actually looked then. Because huh. uh, I was like, yeah, it doesn't look like it's not a person. It just didn't look like young Kurt Russell to me. It looked like. That that was where the uncanny valley was, just because we know so well what young Kurt Russell looks like. Yeah. I was like, mm, looks like young Kurt Russell. I mean, like, it, his it, face it didn't is bug me. He was a Grand Moff Tarkin, so I'm fucking. It was. It wasn't quite, <laughs> quite as bad as that. No, it was not. Um, it, you know, I say who, who's the big villain in this film? Well, honestly, there's kind of multiple. Maybe they're the villain. Yeah, maybe and that's the villain. If, if this movie has a weakness, and it does. Um, it, it's that there is no real firmly established big bad from the get, which generally Marvel doesn't let you dangle on the hook but, that long. And the, this movie, they they really play out some line for you. Well, because uh, like one of the like the 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 plot of this movie is really like about these characters getting past these problems yes, they've had with it, each it, other, and you. then ultimately figuring out like who is the villain among you type of thing. You yes, know? but they don't they they there there's no Darth Vader, there's no, no Thanos, there's no Ronin, there there there's nothing like that. And yeah, it's uh you know, uh take that as you will. Uh, for for some people I think they're gonna they're gonna find that problematic. I I it it worked for me, but there were moments that I was like, this moment would be a little bit better if the if, if something was threatening to blow up right now. It was it was about halfway through the movie when I was thinking back to the trailer and I had imagined a lot of the stuff in the trailer was gonna be from the first act, and sure enough it's like yeah, absolutely. From one of the first scenes. And yeah, it was about halfway through the movie, and I was like, who's the villain in this? There's no way to tell from the trailers what the actual plot of this movie is, because it's just so big and colorful and crazy and so much of just outright (laughs) absurd shit. I mean, this isn't the Star Wars-type universe or the Star Trek-type universe. This is a universe that is so millions of years advanced in technology that stuff that seems batshit crazy to us is just everyday shit. It's it's, it's Marvel-esque, and if if we've seen anything from the Ragnarok... uh, uh, mm-hmm. Things it's that everybody's just being like, "Hey, we've got this whole cosmic universe that that, that Jack Kirby thought up with. Why not, you know, press the, the the gas pedal on that to down to the floor?" But I will tell you, in terms of the villain, I actually really really liked it and thought found it as refreshing as I did the villain in Civil War. Here's something that was not the way you expected sure. them to handle a villain yeah. at all. It was a very different take on a major villain and their motivations mm. and, and their relationship to everybody else in it, and. I really liked it. I, I even go so 
so far as to admit is when it came to the point where I saw it coming, I was begging the movie not to do it inside. I was like, no, don't do that. Oh, no. Oh, uh, not necessarily they shouldn't, but like, duh. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of felt that way, too. I thought another twist in there, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, now get this motherfucker. There's, <laughs> there's so many little, if you're really building on this Guardian's lore, and even maybe even have a little bit of knowledge of Marvel's bigger universe, there's so many little tiny twists and little tiny reveals throughout this thing. Even one involving Stan Lee, which is kind of like the Keystone Stan Lee cameo to all his cameos. Right. Probably <laughs> you so, know. So I've been quiet this entire time. Hey, I'm John. Um, <laughs> John! <laughs> but I Tell really... why you hate the film. No, John. I really, I really love, I love the aspect that there is no... There is a major villain, but it's not important. Mm. It's all about this family, essentially. That's the way the game's taking it currently, and it's. I think that's the most important aspect of the, these, this team that they've made. Um, I think it's the easiest watch. It, like, out of what oh, they've done yeah. recently, it's so easy to watch. I didn't notice there wasn't a huge villain. I was just watching it and enjoying it. I don't think there's anything that gets in the way. In terms of, like, these references, I'm obviously... They go over my head half the music. Uh, <laughs> but you never felt like you were missing but anything But I never either. felt like I was missing anything, and uh, I did get the Pac-Man reference. And this, and this, that. There you <laughs> go. This, this movie kicks eye candy at you like a snowblower. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah there, really there's absolutely no time that, that there's not something interesting to be watched looked at on the screen. And All if, color. And if that's yeah. not enough... The people responsible for writing the comedy in this, I think, feel like they nailed it even more so than they did in the first one. Really? Which was genuinely a funny movie, but there were points I couldn't catch my breath in this film. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it was a joke a minute sort of thing. Which, I don't know, which yeah. is another thing that I, I'm like, that might have been a hair over the line it Dips into me. Seth MacFarlane territory where you're throwing so much at the... Something's bound to miss, but and a few I, times it does. But there, there, there are times where it, it, it purposely hits, it hits so good. it purposely breaks the tension, and it does it brilliantly. Yeah. yeah, well, it's a combination of I think there may be a few too many jokes, and then plus this being a sequel, so we're already really familiar with these characters. Whereas the first time around, it was a complete surprise to, to almost everybody, not people who were super familiar with the comics, but. Yeah, I, I did find this lacked a little bit of the magic, but I mean, it's still really. really do you think enjoyable. the comedy? Do you think that they were trying to compete with themselves in a way, with the first film? Well, you I mean, are by definition. Yeah, you know, you're with, making with, a with, sequel. Like, with as many jokes as they had this well, time around. I don't know about as, with as many jokes, but they. I mean, they, they try to correct some things, like giving Drax a bigger part, making Nebula a bigger part. Uh, I feel like in doing that, they sort of took took a, maybe a little bit away from Rocket, a little bit, because I, I, I really enjoyed him in the first, and I would have liked a little bit more. I think he's shiny. You didn't think there was a yeah? I thought thought there was a lot of rocket. Uh, He even got like the most emotional story of any of the characters. That's where I think (laughs) one of the movie's flaws is these emotional bits where it goes too heavy. Like it has to say it outright what it's Mm -hmm. trying to say, and it's like I got it already. I understood. You didn't have to say it. Yeah, not as much with the 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 Chris Pratt storyline. You know what was going on between him and Gamera and everybody, but between specifically Yondu and Rocket. Yeah, it was so kind of, well, we've got to give Rocket and Yondu an emotional arc here, and it that felt very, cool. it yeah. felt kind of forced to me, personally. A little, a little like over the redemption top. A little too on the nose, because they, they make this big point in the film of going, like, man, Rocket is such an asshole. Why does anyone willingly work with him? And <laughs> it's like, the story of Rocket coming to terms with why he's such an asshole, which is, I just, you know, 
can't an asshole just be an asshole and be fun? I kind of enjoy him as just being well, a prick on that, some That level. was one of my favorite moments in the first movie, which I don't think I loved as much as most people. Uh, but when he gets drunk and you get to see a, like, a sense of why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't dwell on it like I think this movie tries to. Yeah, it's been a little... No, we... we I didn't necessarily, I didn't hate it or anything in those moments at all. And there's lots of stuff that works within those sequences. But yeah, there's just so many characters in this thing, just so colorful. We're going to Mm. so many different planets with so many different alien races. As you said, Bo, it's just constant eye candy. There's there's a lot of cheese in this, but you're eating a fucking chili dog. You can't really complain about that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's over the top in the way that I compare compared to Fifth Element, where it's like every planet has a different colored sky and like, Mm looks wildly different. So there, there's, there's vastly more acting ability in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. The, the, those, those were supposed to be uh, the top again, the, All that movie, all Fifth Element really had going for it was Ian Holm. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Oldman! Wait, not Gary Oldman? Okay, Gary Oldman. Jesus! <laughs> they get, I mean, you know, he's, he, he, he was playing Gary Oldman. He kind of downshifted into second gear. Now I'm going to chew the scenery here speaking of Southern accent. The Fifth Element was a masterpiece. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, fifth anniversary. <laughs> no, the, the, the Fifth Element is love. Yeah, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're missing the whole point. <laughs> okay, anyway, go on. Anyway, we're not talking about the Fifth Element. I can argue about that it's later. Love. do the commentary track for you. <laughs> Shut up, Bo. The Fifth Element is love and you'll like it. <laughs> oh, that's not a joke. <laughs> it's oh. not a joke. Oh. What yeah. kind of joke? <laughs> that's, that's how stupid it, it is. It, it is a joke inside the movie. It's supposed yeah. to be an absurd children's fairy tale. It was written by a sixth grader. No, don't get me wrong. I love watching that movie. Go on. Uh, Give us your final See what thoughts. I have to work with here, people? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I love that type of absurdity. That sort of like, wow, of course the universe is totally batshit insane with all these different planets and cultures that did not weren't raised with each other of course there's a billion different things that technology in some ways doesn't even resemble our technology because it's about a billion years more advanced and can do crazy shit the way it just does and goes yeah of course it does it why are you questioning do you think we really need a backstory for every cool gadget that rocket pulls (laughs) out of his back no you accept it because it's the crazy marvel space universe which is exactly what it should be and doesn't feel like any of the other previously existing space universes that have been built out there so thumbs way up but let's go to a final thoughts here and start with frank what do you what do you have to tell us here oh my god i love what they're doing with this i love what game gun and company are doing with this sort of like this this really is like their playground and they're having fun with it all the way through and you know god bless them for it. i love what i love really about the guardians films is that it real they're just almost like not almost they are laughing at the superhero conventions and they are sort of like saying yeah we're just yeah this is what you expect us to do but we're just gonna like you know point a laugh at it really um i think that the story itself is a bit patchy you know i don't like it when sequels split up their core group and you know change the dynamics in doing so um but i could see why they did it here and you know i love that the villain when you finally find out who the villain is it makes that character all the more interesting for me and i love that he wasn't a straight up villain he he had a little bit of humanity in him as well um, twisted humanity, as all villains do, but you know the the comedy worked. the The sort of pop look is so in check. The visuals are amazing, and the music is fun. I love the the opening credit sequence. I knew I would love every song oh, yeah, choice that from was then so, on. Such a creative, it really way was. of doing opening credits. And Marvel's always been good at that, but yeah. for a, one of their 
comedy films. Yeah. You're like, this was the, such a great way to to do this. I could watch little baby Groot baby dancing Groot. to Mr. Blue Sky all day long. He's, I really could. He's One of the first times I've ever seen that song in a movie, not on a not in a montage. Like, yeah, it's just one scene, like one thing happening throughout True. the scene. And you got to hear the entire, well, almost, almost the, the entire majority song. of it. Yeah. Um, I wish we could have seen more Stallone, but you know, hey. That's maybe things yeah, to come. We forgot to mention Sylvester Stallone's in this. Yes. Although they definitely set him up to be pertinent in future films. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to give this about. Um, and I wasn't also got to point out, I was, my excitement level dipped considerably on the way to the screening. Like, I just wasn't, I was like, why am I not jazzed about this as I was early, like last week? But, you know. You're also traffic. Yeah, probably that's probably <laughs> part of the reason. Like, I'm traveling to see this. But um, yeah, I got to give this 8 out of 10. Um, trash pandas. Fair there enough. JC, um, I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, it had a lot to live up to the first one because the the first one it was um one of my top three top three favorite movies that year. <coughs> so yeah, really high expectations for the most part. It met them. Uh, I kind of was feeling the same thing. You know, like I, I had been excited and then sort of I, I, to the theater. I wasn't super excited. I don't know why. Um. It got a really good early positive buzz, um, but it 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 strays away from the conventions of the normal Marvel movies enough to where this kind of felt a little bit like a kind of like a bottle episode. Like I think what made the Wolverine the the second movie and Logan work and that there was their their own stories, mm-hmm. and this one sort of sets up sets it up to where it can break off in different unique you know stories and movies with the, the Stallone character and and all that. Um, yeah, it delivered in a lot of ways for me. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's some really cool visual effects. Actually, one of the uh, blown away by the one visual effect at the end when uh, an in person was you know an, an, an embodied spirit a, a, a spear without a body essentially was like gaining his body. That was a really cool mm-hmm. visual effect. Yeah. I hadn't really seen that before. I was just kind of blown away by that. Uh, but yeah, a really enjoyable experience all around. Nothing really bad to say about it. Uh, I would give it eight out of ten Microsoft zooms. <laughs> Jonathan. Um yeah, as someone who didn't the first one didn't land with them as much as I wanted it to, uh my expectations coming in this were just okay, sure, whatever. Um <laughs> but I really think it is just super a super easy watch. I've been saying that I think Ant Man's gonna be one that's easy for me to return to because it doesn't feel like it has this baggage. This one doesn't either, despite being a sequel. It is just so colorful. Like uh Frank had said, they're working in their own playground. And so I think it works in that sense. It even more than I think the X Men do. The, the Guardians <laughs> feel so detached from everything else that's going on, and I think mm. it really works to its benefit because it just gets to spend an entire movie digging into five different people and just kind of seeing how they bounce off each other in different combinations. Um, so yeah, it was just super easy to watch, super fun. Um, I do think at times it plays a little bit to the cheap seats, like it's just yelling. So broadly, uh, jokes and they're just coming a mile a minute. So obviously some of them land flat. And I think some of the emotional scenes are a little bit heavy handed, as I said earlier, but it's a comedy straight up. <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, I give it eight out of 10 Mr. Good Bodies. Cool. Bo. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought this, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it really accomplished it ends. I was expecting to have a lot of fun and I had a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, it, it, it's big. It's a big chili dog of a movie with a lot of a lot of cheese sauce on it. And I love chili dogs, uh, especially when they have lots of cheese sauce. Um, I I do. If if anything detracts from it, it, it is yeah. There there's a little bit of a, a, a vagueness 
uh, about what are we what are we rooting for? Where are we going on the journey here? Uh, but I I feel like that they they resolve it soon enough. They they do spend some time with it, but they resolve it soon enough that uh there there there's still enough tension to to make it a a, a really great uh, fun flick. Um, yeah, sometimes uh, the 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 shotgun blast with the jokes uh, could could be a bit much, but only a hair over the line. Mm. For the most part, uh, I was laughing my ass off uh, and, and having a great time throughout. Um, so I, I definitely the, this I think this is going to be one of the most watchable movies uh, of this year. Uh, I easily give it uh, uh, nine out of ten copies of Ktel's greatest hits from the seventies. <laughs> you know, I like. I mean, well, I agree. Certainly not every joke hits. I think this is at like an, maybe an eighty-seven percent success rate with the jokes, yeah, which yeah. I would call so close to being a flat-out ten. That like, am I really going to complain about a, a joke or two that? Well, well you don't know how we grade papers in grade school. <laughs> I, I'm just saying because that's just a like it, it just felt like it wasn't even worth mentioning to me when I was just <laughs> laughing so consistently that at points I was trying to stop laughing just so I could hear what they were saying. It's kind of like the nice guys in you terms know. of like joke level and joke speed in a way. Right. And they're all they're, they're generally extremely well written. Much better written than I even expected them to be. Um, I also didn't share your problems your particular problems sure. with the plot but I did share your problems with the plot that I thought that it got a little emotionally heavy handed mm. but it almost had to to get grounded to some level. I just... Maybe that part was just so not as well written as the whole, as the just straight fun. But yeah, you know, this is a big chili dog. You're right. Who doesn't love chili dogs? And if you don't, well, you know, I mean, I mean, they make vegan chili it's dogs. Got a lot of Come carbs, on. Though, I'm just saying. So you know, many <laughs> chili dogs now. It's yeah, not but even there's going to be people who this type of movie is never their type of movie yeah. anyway. They're yeah. like, what are you talking about? I'm going to go watch The Salesman. It just came out on Blu-ray instead. <laughs> That's great. That's a great movie too. <laughs> just to like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's right there. It's like, who would watch this kind of cinematic garbage? It's like. Like, well, people who aren't total snobs and like all kinds of movies, because when it comes to just popcorn entertainment, this is, I think, about as good as this sort of thing gets. It's a comedy space opera that is kind of written and, and directed by an insane person, yeah. and and <laughs> but who's got the best support team that exists out there for making this kind of movie. And an equally insane brother. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's his brother do? If uh, he's uh, Yandu's uh, like a sister. Yeah, his brother is the, the first right. Yeah. yeah, I knew he was in the movie, I, and they set him up to where we'll be seeing more of him. Yes. <laughs> no big yeah. surprise since James Gunn is like, okay, fine, I'll direct the third one, but hey, no more! <laughs> um, he figured out a great way to give his brother money. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, uh, there's the advantage of, just to just make this quick point, he mentioned the X, X-Men movies, all of these movies being the same director, same playground, all that, mm-hmm. they're not going to fuck up the continuity timeline or anything <laughs> like that. It's, it's yeah, true. It is wild how, like, as much as, yes, this is mainly about seeing the, how the different combinations of the Guardians and the new people we're bringing into the Guardians play off each other and what their relationships are and how that's funny, or, or at some points touching. Um, it's also about building this own universe of its own that, you know, at this point, only through lip service connects with the, the bigger Marvel universe, and mm. even then only to um, stuff we only seen in post-credit scenes. Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. talking about Thanos. <laughs> you know, yeah. we haven't actually, you know, had a Thanos Marvel movie yet. Per se. And this, of course, is more and more they're building towards, well, obviously we're going to see him in the next Avengers film. Well, and I think, I think Ragnarok, you're going to get some, some, we might get a taste. I mean, because that's just happened in space. 
Yeah, I mean, you, Ragnarok is is built is going to do more to build up this Guardians of the Galaxy space. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a surprise cameo from one well, of the Guardians. Did you notice during the closing credits when they had like the people dancing? One of the people dancing was Jeff Goldblum's character. I saw that. Was yeah. it oh, okay? Yeah. So that seems like a pretty that. direct. Yeah, yeah, you'll be wow. seeing them sooner than you think. <laughs> but it really is. It's almost a sideline Marvel universe where they can do whatever the fuck they want to, even crazier. Yeah, yeah, space rules. Like you know what? Fuck it. There's a planet that we just never mentioned before that have everything's upside down and everybody talks with spaghetti. Coming out of their nose. I don't know. Why not? It doesn't matter. It's it's Marvel space. It's gonna be awesome. Don't worry about it. As long as James Gunn's doing it. Um yeah, I, I love the shit out of this thing. I really did. I haven't laughed that hard in a really long time. And I just thought visually this is about as pretty as a movie can get. I give this nine out of ten infectious Drax belly laughs. Because boy, was there more than a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> He's so deadpan too. It's brilliant. Yeah, they really learned how to use him in this one. Yeah. And Baby Groot, who's adorable. I know. Man, they thought they sold a lot of Baby Groot merchandise after the last movie. They're gonna like. Yeah. They're gonna make as much money off of the Baby Groot merchandise from this movie as they do from the movie. No. <laughs> I suspect. 